0: Welcome to Flix, my name's Daniel Swan, this is episode 144, in which myself and my lovely wife Tiffany B discuss Just Mercy, the story of a black man wrongfully convicted and placed on death row. You would have thought that during the quarantine we'd try and watch some kind of sunnier, more uplifting films, right? Wrong! We're all in on the misery! Tiffany B and I are dividing our evenings into an organised structure. Each night has its own activity, and Tuesday night is movie night. We take turns to pick a movie and watch it, and, time permitting, do a flicks, like what we're doing here right now. I'll see whether you can work out whose pick it was this week. Just Mercy tells the true story of Walter McMillan, a black man sentenced to death for murder in the bastion of justice for people of all races, Alabama. Aided by a young defence attorney, Brian Stevenson, on whose book the film is based, he attempts to clear his name. It came out at the tail end of last year, but was not favoured by the Academy, and therefore had to be sidelined in our single-minded pursuit of Oscar nominees. But now, with things being just a little slow, I sat down to determine whether it was any good or not. Did the Oscar committee make a mistake? Does it do the book just is... Or is the poor film difficult to immerse yourself in? Immerse. Immerse. Difficult to immerse. Immerse. E. Immerse. Immerse. E. E. Yourself in. To help me decide is the unrelentingly impressive lawyer to my passively, aggressively racist sheriff, Tiffany B. Tiffany B. Hello. In your long tenure. Yes. As Flix's... Uh, literary expert yes. you have often been called upon to mm. um mm. add a little bit of um intellectual rigor mm. to the otherwise floppy discussions um uh, of of films um and this is another such instance sure. you have read the, the the book am i pronouncing that right book yes um book. upon which this is based book is it a book Ba-ok? book how is the book
1: the book is good. I liked the book.
0: See, it's that kind of
1: insight. <laughs>
0: that's why. That's why you're so valuable. Mm. Um, so the book is how close is the book to the to the film?
1: Not. Um, well, I say not very. I mean, what what the film depicts is in the book. Okay. But the book has a lot of other stuff that is not in the film.
0: Okay. So the film just takes one case, I suppose one. Yeah, one main one, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. From the many that are in the book. Yes. What in a in a spoiler-free context with you having that prior knowledge. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Just Mercy the film?
1: Um, I thought it was very good. Yeah, I was impressed. Um, I was intrigued by how oh. they would adapt it. Mm-hmm. Um and I think they did a good job. I think um it Focused in on one particular man. And mm. he is the main, you know, okay. the main thrust of the, the book as well. But there mm. are so many others that this doesn't really touch on. Um, but I think that's a wise decision. I think it's yeah. too much yeah. to kind of introduce these people, tell their story, tell the struggle that they represent. And then, you know, ultimately what the outcome was, whether good or bad, mm. Um yeah, so I think it would have been way too much and, and pretty overwhelming in the yeah. film. You'd be like, who are these people? What's going on? Like, you know, and there's obviously a lot of legal mm. you know, implications to the work that he does. So, yeah, I think they were wise to stay away from that. It's for probably a more
0: respectful for the, to the, the accused people as well, because by focusing only on one of them, Mm. you get to know him that much more. He becomes a more fully realised person yeah. as opposed to, they're doing six different ones and it's just, yeah. oh, this guy pops up for five minutes. Oh, you're going to prison. Oh, no, yeah. it's terrible. Oh, and then another one's here and yeah. you know, become a bit more disposable.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it's, um yeah, I think it was the right choice, definitely. Nice. um Yeah, so I, I was impressed.
0: Good, good. What did you think of, uh, of Michael B. Jordan? Did you, was he what you saw in your head whilst you're reading of uh, Brian Stevenson?
1: Um I mean not really because you see the picture of the author and of course he's you know
0: Would you say he was more attractive or less attractive <sighs> than the Hollywood star who's playing him in the biopic?
1: I think he's less attractive. Okay.
0: Okay, they went that direction. Sure. You know, a, different, sure, sure.
1: a different look. He's um <laughs> you know much smaller, you know, a normal man. Like <laughs> not Michael B Jordan. Um And you know, a little bit more kind of studious looking. Mm. Uh, I think Michael B. Jordan did a really good job, but of course he's you know he's a film star for a Mm. reason because he's attractive and you know has a winning smile. Oh yeah. Um, And so
0: doesn't get many opportunities to flash it in the film. No, that's true.
1: Um, But I thought he I thought he did the role justice.
0: Oh. Oh. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah, I thought he did a good job. He seemed. He was believable yeah. as a as a young kind of idealistic lawyer. Mm. I think.
0: And it's difficult as well because it's it's kind of if this film hadn't been a biopic of a real person. Yeah. You might I might have criticized it. Yeah. for not making him more I fallible. don't know, fallible in yeah. some way because he just seems so like relentlessly good. As I said in the intro unrelentingly impressive yeah like he's just awesome yeah like all the way and through he's,
1: he's way more awesome than this film represents yeah. like if you reading the book i just was astounded he's like superman yeah i was just like this man is legal is superman. like yeah just superhuman yeah. like it just seems superhuman mm. the what well, not only what he's achieved but the kind of the you know, the sacrifices and the, the yeah, like the the kind of, yeah, endurance is a really good word of like, just keep on going, just mm. keep, you know, you hear it about, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of other people that have mm. done, you know, amazing things, but, You don't always hear about them, but you, you know, you hear about people that have done great things in sports, Mm. you know, like they, this guy ran 12 marathons because he, you know, when he had cancer and he, you know, to say, to raise money for his kid or Mm. whatever. I don't know. You hear about those kind of things. um, And you think, geez, like, what, how do you even do that? Yeah. But then, like, this guy, I think what's so impressive about him is it's not for his kid or his mum or his friends. It's for complete strangers yeah. and it's just for the, you know, for the justice or for, you know, for the what's right. Yeah. Thing. And I think there's something so kind of impressive about that to me that mm. he would just, you know, sacrifice so much in the pursuit of something that he believes is right. Yeah. And you get that in the film and you get it even more in the book. Mm. You just think this guy, like you say, is almost not real. It's almost yeah. not believable. Yeah. Almost like, yeah, but really, yeah. who? how many people were involved with this? Like, <laughs> yeah. how many people helped you? So he's you?
0: like an amalgam of, like, yeah. 15 different people exactly. who tagged in and out. Yeah. like, no,
1: it's just no, this one dude. this was him, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah, I could definitely see that. If you didn't know it was based on a real no. person, and that it was fairly accurately based on yeah. a real person, you would think, oh, come on.
0: So it seemed... Nobody it, can do that. It seemed accurate in terms of the way yeah. that it was depicted and the way thing, the kind of, you know, order of things happening. And
1: Yes. Um, yeah, like I say, if anything, it just underplayed the <laughs> other cases that he was working on during the, <laughs> the, the course of this, you know, this kind of monumental thing. Yeah. He was also taking on plenty of other cases.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. Because normally in any other biopic, it's like... All of these things are happening to this one person, and then you go and look at on Wikipedia afterwards, and they're like, "Oh, so this is like seven different things over the course like of twelve years." years.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like this. They had to kind of streamline it and say, "No, no, no!" Like, yeah. we'll just ignore that. I mean, Too he was much. doing a load of other really. He was, he he, he was the star of six different biopics at yeah. one time. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, for different people. Yeah. there's you know lots of other kind of characters, mm. as it were. That they could have focused on. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, this was kind of... I think this this was the right story
0: to focus on. It has yeah. the best arc. Nice. So. Um, who was your MVP?
1: My MVP was... Mm, wait, sorry, <laughs> that's not his name. <laughs> I was reading MVP again. Um, it was <laughs> M-V... <laughs> P. <laughs> no, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um it was Rob Morgan.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Big who Rob Morgan fan. played
1: Herbert Richardson, who Herbert was the Richardson. guy Well, actually, we're in spoiler free, aren't we? He was um a fellow inmate.
0: A fellow inmate. of You know, the one that Jamie Foxx
1: PTSD. I see.
0: Yep, 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 yep. I just
1: thought he did such a good job. Um, yeah. I thought he was really, you know, he didn't have a huge part to play really. But I felt like he was kind of scene stealing mm. um, uh yeah, and I really believed his you know, character that he was a really troubled yeah. man who you know um yeah, really hated himself for what he'd done mm. and um but there was ultimately like a a good person
0: yeah i think know. I think it was a very clever thing to, i mean very clever thing they didn't come up with it i assume he's a real dude but yeah i mean he was in the end credits but um to have because obviously the main jamie fox story and it, i don't think it's a spoiler to say because it's in the trailers it's like
1: yeah.
0: he's in prison for something that he didn't do yeah but with him you've got the idea of someone being in prison for something that they did do they for something that to. they've admitted to doing yeah. but they still shouldn't be there yeah and it gives a really interesting like yeah a uh, adds an extra facet to this is the type of work that he does. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, he was wrongly convicted, so let's get him off. It's like, let's treat people humanely. Yeah. Even if they, you know.
1: Well, and also I think it shows that, um, you know, this, although I think that his kind of um, school of thought is that nobody, you know, he obviously doesn't believe in the death penalty, Mm. regardless of what somebody has done. But... You know, I think that when people hear about a lawyer trying to get people off of death row, they're thinking of, you know, hideous kind of people who've done hideous things Mm. like, you know, paedophiles who've killed multiple kids or I don't know, terrible people that have done terrible things. Of which there are some, Mm. of course. And, you know, like I say, frankly, I think that he does, you know, is a proponent of defending them and getting Mm. them off death row. Yeah, I think it it, it did a good job of being like, you know, it's not just people, yeah, like you say, that are wrongly accused. Mm. And it's not just people that you think are monsters. Yeah. It's all the in-between as well. Mm. Like, all these other people. And really, all the in-between is most of them. Yeah. Like, you know, most people have done something. Mm. But do they deserve to be killed because of it? You know, and Mm. be in prison their whole life and then killed? Like, I think... You know it gives it gives a good spectrum of mm. the of the various different scenarios of people that he's working with um yeah, because it's not just about getting people off because they didn't do what they're accused of, yeah, like you say, it's more about is this the right thing to do as a society, yeah, like let's look at this case, for instance, do mm. you think this is the right thing, yeah, and you have to come away and say no, otherwise why are you even watching this film? Yeah. Who are you? And maybe you should go on death row.
0: Oh. How about that? I think that's so, counter to the... So firmly against the death penalty that you're willing to...
1: Kill anyone that disagrees with me. <laughs> Logic.
0: You know, when you're right, you're right, you know?
1: I just think that's the way it is. There's not a
0: court in the land. I don't that would like dictators,
1: you. but you know, what I say goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, who was yours?
0: My MVP is a bit of a controversial one. Oh no. If I might be so bold. It's not Bree, is it, it? It's not Bree, no. Oh, it's not Bree. I just had to hunt out a white face. That's so. why
1: I thought, oh God, here we go. No,
0: my MVP is the state of Alabama the state of alabama because it is as effective a bad guy in this film
1: yeah. as
0: i think any i've ever seen yeah it just it's incredible to watch this film especially you know hearing you talk about the book when you were mm. reading the book and telling me some of the stories from that it's incredible to watch the film and see this this society, this community, this, you know, whatever it is, this state that appears to be some kind of crazy science fiction dystopia. It's like yeah. something out of 1984 or yeah. fucking like Clockwork Orange, like this awful, hideous place that when at the end of the film, you can be like, Phew, thank God that place doesn't exist. But yeah. this place does. Yeah. It's in this country that we're living in right now. Yeah. It exists. The, peop- the stories that we're watching in this film are no doubt being played out in slightly different forms there right now. Just astonishing. Yeah. It's, it's a hideous place. Like, yeah,
1: I mean, it seems... The justice
0: system yeah. is anything but. Yeah. Surely. Yeah, How can it even be called a justice system anymore? It's just, yeah, the, the liberties that are taken, the flagrant disregard for due process... Yeah. It's just, it, it has, had me foaming at the fucking mouth.
1: Monstrous.
0: Monstrous is a fantastic word to use.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And I just thought, yeah, like, it's a real thing and it's a real place and blah, blah, blah. They didn't write, you know, again, the the filmmakers yeah. didn't craft this place. They no. just kind of, you know, held a mirror up to it. But what a bad guy, because you're so desperate for them to lose. Yeah. So desperate All for them to lose. All of the
1: representatives leave. of yeah, the state. Yeah, oh, like, you you're suck. You're the worst.
0: You're the worst. Fuck off. How are you alive yeah. in this time? I mean, this is, what, the 80s? So it's a, yeah. Or early 90s. Yeah. But, like, it's, I mean, it it's feels like it should be it's the fucking not. 30s yeah. or something. Yeah. This kind of crazy backwards... Society where it's like, well, this is what I think, and I'm the sheriff, so I'm just gonna do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah.
1: Well, and all the way up to the DA. Yeah. It's not just.
0: Yeah. You know, and even an individual some of the case. And, yeah. yeah. It's just so kind of institutionalized. Yeah. Ugh, gross. So yeah, that was my MVP. Mm. It did a very good job of uh, being a being an antagonist.
1: Interesting. Interesting.
0: Mm, I am. Gosh. So that was our spoiler free review of Just Mercy. Uh a wonderful film. If you haven't seen it and you uh you want to see it without um knowing what's gonna happen, um then please give it a watch uh, and then come back and listen to the rest. But thank you very much for listening to this point. If you have seen it, or you just don't give a shit about spoilers, um you have only a jingle's worth of time to wait until we really delve in and leave no turn unstoned. Um let's have that jingle. Right now. We're just about to spoil this film. So I'm telling you, it won't be groovy. If you listen any further, when I watch in the movie. It's spoilers! Jingle over. We are... Jingle jangle. Jingle all the ways of life. We are out of the desert of Spoiler Free. We are in we are waist deep in the swamp of spoiler-filled where we'll be using, as ever, our patented 5.6 outcome rating system to delve into the nitty and, indeed, the gritty of just mercy ripped from the true-life tales of Brian Stevenson. Tiffany B. Yeah. us a point, will you? us point where he is an old white man I'm supportive of the little All right grandad settle down <laughs> Jesus you think you know someone uh, Ooh.
1: Um okay I'm going to start with uh the plot which is kind of a two part point oh, here um we go. which is that I thought it was very well structured yes. um and and you know I guess the sub-point is that I felt it was very well adapted. Mm. Because, as we would mentioned, there are a lot of other things in the book that were not discussed. I really appreciated that. I think it's a hard decision, mm. um, as if you're adapting something, to to cut things entirely. Mm. To just say, well, I'm not going to talk about this at all.
0: Especially if they're, like, good things. Yeah, it's like good, juicy are. stories lots, in there.
1: Yeah, lots of, like, other wins that he... Uh, Brian Stevenson had yeah. that are not discussed at all. Mm. Um yeah, so I think I think that has a good in the non-fiction world it has kind of two part goodness to it, which <laughs> is that it's like it's it makes a good film. Yes. That makes you interested and engaged. Um, and it encourages you to go read the book. Yes. It's like if you want to learn more. So it's not I'm gonna take everything out of that book and put into a film. Mm. It's like I'm gonna take a piece of that book and put it into a film yeah. and, and tell you a story uh that you're going to enjoy and then i'm going to say well you know what there's a lot of other stuff go pick up the book mm. so i yeah i really appreciate that i don't i think i'm often critical of adaptations so i think i should call out a positive one
0: we have um, yeah, often been very critical of adaptations yeah but are just slavishly beholden to the that book. are translations not adaptations
1: yes Exactly, yeah, mm. and I think this did a really good job. It told nice. one man story,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, well, two men's story really. Yeah, um, you know, it had a couple of others. So, you know, I mentioned um, the Herbert Richardson ca- character. Yeah, uh, so it's not you know, a hundred percent those two men, but I think it it achieves so much more in terms of the emotional impact that Mm -hmm. it has on you when you're really focusing in on one man or a handful of people's stories yeah um so yeah so i i think that's um pretty kind of admirable
0: yeah adaptation yeah to have Um, the confidence to say yeah that's not the story that it's a great story but it's not the story we're telling
1: we're not and it's just gonna distract it's just gonna yeah yeah. because even
0: the the guy on the other side of jamie fox in cells he yeah. was based on a real guy wasn't he yeah yeah in terms of some but of the stories that he told
1: like loose
0: well yeah that's i think that's a, a fantastic plus point for yeah. the film
1: because
0: yeah. yeah like you say because so often it's the opposite yeah it's like you just put everything in and it just doesn't instruct and then it becomes structured like a book yeah and it's not a book it's a film yeah. you're making a film so make a film yeah well done well done to daniel dest destined daniel Cretton. Yeah, the writer director and Andrew Lanham, who um, yeah helped him adapt the screenplay. Well done then. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say uh, kind of further to my MVP. Yeah. Uh, my positive is the depiction Alabama. of Alabama um, being a shithole, just a kind of a place where justice goes to die. If you're, you know, if you don't look the right way. Yeah, I just thought it was so effectively oppressive. Yeah. Just that it's, and it's something that is a real, a lot of the nightmares that I've had in my life have been based around the idea of, there are certain films where you find out that everyone's in on it. Yeah. And that's like one of the scariest things in the yeah. world to me. The idea that you can't you go can't to turn anybody.
1: to like an authority no. figure. Because they...
0: Everybody's in on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, that's that's a hideous situation to be in yeah because everything everything around you is working against you
1: yeah
0: uh, and it, I just thought it was a really yeah impressive depiction of, of what it must feel like yeah. to be in that type of situation where it's like the things that are ostensibly there to help you are not there to help you yeah they' they're there to help themselves yeah um, and that just must be absolutely terrifying yeah, um, and I think it. Yeah, it did a fantastic job of. Yeah, everywhere you turn, every little kind of glimmer of oh, we could do this. No, that's not going to work because they're yeah. racist. Oh, this could work. No, that's not going to work because they're racist. Oh, this could no, you can't do that. Yeah, just getting knocked back at every turn. It's yeah. just. Um, yeah, just really kind of tough to watch.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, because it doesn't fit with your idea of what the world should be. No. Or the, what the world is. No. You know, as a child, you grow up and you believe there's right and wrong and, yeah. you know. It's you karma. Know. like
0: good things happen to good people and, well, you, know, the you know, right. Well, you know,
1: but the government enforces karma. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's not like, you yeah. know, in an alternative life. It's it's today. Yeah. Like, if you do a bad thing, you'll be punished. Mm.
0: If you do a good thing, you'll be rewarded. But yeah. It's, it doesn't work out like that. No. And like, even, like, you're talking about this structure of of it. Um um. This is partly because it was spoiled in the trailer, but um, the, the bit when they go to their f- first trial. Well, when they go to the trial, take it to like appeals court or whatever, yeah. like the local one. Yeah. Um. And they're walking in, and they've got they've got their the Tim that, Blake Nelson. Yeah. They've got him to kind of recant. They've got him to do the right thing. They've had to work hard to get there, but they've got their here we go, blah, 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 and they're walking in and they're confident, but you're looking at the time and you're like, oh, this is far too early for this to be going well. This is going to go terribly. And then the clips from the trailer of his son standing up and he's like, no, I'm not going to be quiet. when yeah. you're, you're like, oh, this is going to happen right now, isn't yeah. it? Oh, Such a kind of squirmy, awful feeling. Yeah. And the idea that, yeah, the, the fucking judge, would like, how how can you be a judge? How can you be a judge? You're entrusted with, like, upholding the law. And to just be that flagrant of, like, well, yeah, but he promised he was telling the truth before. So just because he promises that he's telling the truth now... like, But,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that that is a fair argument to some extent. Yeah. Like, if he's a liar, Mm. why do I trust him? Yeah. Like... But there's so much other evidence yeah. it wasn't like it was just on his word yeah. there was so much else that suggested why he would have lied yeah. before or other things and that have been missed in the case. tape
0: that they yeah. had of like Kim recant- Yeah
1: exactly so how it was, do you
0: just ignore yeah. all of that
1: anyway. I don't know. I think you know it's all about the implications for them. Yeah. You know Yeah. I don't want to be the judge that let mm. this person out or I don't want to upset my friends mm. or my you know yeah. boss or Whatever it is, I don't really know, but you know, it's probably much more about that about their own status Mm. and their own community, Mm. and and their pals. You know, oh, I don't want to be the one to like.
0: And again, it gets into that very dangerous American thing. I think that's far more prevalent here than, I mean, at least in the UK, of like because everything is so out in the open. Yeah. That there's such pressure to to convict somebody to like, to be able to point at somebody and say, well, this is the bad, you know, yeah. something terrible has happened yeah. and we need to be able to point our finger and say, this is the person yeah. that did it oh, because yeah. everything's all over the news. They have got fucking cameras everywhere. Like yeah. every, the average person on the street knows the intimate details of the courtroom from the day before. Cause it yeah. was all on the evening news. Yeah. You, you, you feel that again, you feel that kind of pressure
1: yeah.
0: as well for them to for have somebody Mm. and and the idea that if it's not him then the the person who it is has just been you know yeah. walking around all this time and yeah um so it's, yeah not wanting to kind of accept the, the truth or whatever because the truth is scary because it adds this extra thing but yeah uh, yeah so the the depiction of Alabama was uh yeah I thought it was really good because yeah. it was terrifying
1: yeah yeah i have a kind of similar point it was um like I felt that it did a really good job of depicting the hurdles um, that he came up against mm. consistently. You know, he's following um, due process all the time and yet he's getting knocked back after knockback. And he's, mm. you, know, you know, to the point where he can't prevent one of his clients from being executed. Mm. You know, that's like, you know, the knockback of all knockbacks yeah. is to to feel you know that you can't save somebody's life because there's all these legal challenges in the way. Mm. Um yeah, so I just think it did a really good job of showing how hard it was. Yeah. Cuz you know, there's a danger with Hollywood to be like, oh yeah, and then he did this and that and he he you know, had a couple of sleepless nights mm. writing up some papers and then it was all good. Mm. But yeah, you get this kind of real sense that it's a battle.
0: Yeah.
1: and that it's still going on. Mm. Um, maybe not a battle but like a war and it's just still like you feel like it's endless and Mm. I think it does a really good job of presenting that as this is not was not easily won Mm. and you know this is this story is so you know important and interesting because it was so effing hard for him to get to that point Mm. and he didn't always get there with the other example so yeah I think it did a really good job of showing that yeah, this was not easily one that he, you know, is superhuman, mm. and um, that, uh, yeah, that the legal system is clearly corrupt. Yeah. And that, you know, exposes those holes, because I think if you come away with nothing else from this film, it should be that, you know, that things should need to change, mm. that there's fundamental, yeah. serious things wrong with the justice system, not just in Alabama, like in the US. Mm. Um, And that it's not okay. Yeah. You know? Mm. So, yeah, I think he did a good job of presenting that and not lightly. Yeah. Because there was a danger. And not too heavy as well. Yeah. You know, it was pretty heavy, Mm. but it could have... There were some really rough stories in his um, book that they could have talked about. Yeah. Which I think might have pushed people over the edge, you know, Mm. into, like, documentary territory. Yeah. (laughs) So I think he did a good job of kind of, like... This was not not easy, mm. but you know he's plugged away. He's he's made changes. He's he's done a lot. Yeah, it's like you know admirable.
0: And because yeah, like you said before, you're making a film. Having every element of the truth in there is not necessary. Yeah, it's not necessarily conducive to making a a film. Yeah, because you need to have a you know people are gonna take a lot more away from it. Yes, if they've. In some way, it's... Connected with it. Yeah, yeah. It's... it's Yeah. Yeah, not saying that it's enjoyable. Again, it's something that I struggle with all the time, of describing films like this. Yeah. Like, oh, it was really enjoyable. It wasn't really enjoyable, because it was a fucking harsh slog getting through, but it's like a worthwhile... Yeah. It's worthwhile watching. It's, yeah, if you... Take out some of the real grisly stuff because yeah, some of the stuff you stories you were saying about before. I'm glad we're not in the film. Yes. Um, Speaking of his main failure, to your MVP as well, but the I thought the execution sequence was really well done. Yeah. When it was taking its time with it, I was kind of worried a little bit because I didn't want it. You don't want it to be kind of all grisly and whatever because it could have been. But it really, the fact that it dwelt on it and the fact that it really kind of stayed with it, I think was very clever because, again, it's showing this is what he's fighting against. He believes it's wrong. Yeah. And and I think the film did a great job of showing his point of view of, like, the film thinks it's wrong yeah. because he thinks it's wrong. Yeah. Um, and whatever your, you know, opinions of it, I think, yeah, I, I would hope that it would at least give you pause watching this because he's so softly spoken and he's so simple like not yeah. in an insulting way but he's such just yeah. seems like such a simple man this you think this can't be right this can't be the the, the right thing to happen in yeah. a society yeah that someone like this is yeah. you know murdered l- legally
1: yeah
0: um, the fact that there's the viewing gallery is really sad the fact that he's he goes His last words are saying that he holds no ill will to people. That's really sad. The fact that it's you know, it's a big hurdle, Michael, in Brian's, you know, career that's the that's the closest that he gets to an arc yeah. of like, I thought I was a hundred percent dedicated to this, but I've now realized yeah. that I've got an extra few degrees that I can give to this. Um, that's, that's the most that he gets to like, Oh, everything's failed. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a terrible, you know, his character development. Um, he's like, I don't know. He's like Leonidas in 300 is just, his, his character arc is a straight line. Yeah. Of like This is what I'm fucking going to do. Um, and the fact that they're all all the prisoners are with him, they're all yeah, rattling the things. things yeah. So, it, yeah, I was uh, I was rolling tears at that point. Mm. It really, it really got me, and I thought it it did a great job in terms of the the story of the film. It did a great job in terms of the themes of the film, yeah. and it just did a great job from a kind of purely emotional um, yeah. uh, point of view as well. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was it was great, and it it wouldn't have been as great had you not found yourself so drawn to this character. Yeah. Inexplicably, is a character who fully admits that he killed a girl. Yeah. Um, Again, it, 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 yeah, raises these difficult questions that it's not all straightforward of like, well, this man was innocently put on death row. Hi, Brian Stevenson. We'll save him from death row. Ah, he's well done. Ah, he's a hero. But like, this is a guy who, yeah, like you say, fully admits to murdering somebody. Still, should he be on death row? Yeah. And it makes a very compelling argument, I think, that no, you yeah. shouldn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think it was um, you know, a very good decision on the film's part to to depict it in the way that it did, mm. which is to say it really focused on the lead up and then didn't do any of the grizzly like stuff because you don't need to know. Yeah. You don't need to see that. And that feels um I don't know what what's the word? It feels
0: Exploitative, yeah, kind of voyeuristic exactly What does it look yeah.
1: like? It... And it's like that doesn't matter really.
0: And it did it very well just seeing like the reflection in the glass, yeah, like that's all you need,
1: yeah, that's what yeah. you need. It's very because quick. I was that's yeah. what I was worried about. I was like, I really don't want to see this, like. Yeah. And you know, in the book, he talks about how awful it was, and I think the film still did a good job of showing how much that impacted mm. him, how awful and mm. you know, and trying it was for him to see that. um yeah, and I think yeah, I I have the you know um, Rob Morgan as as a as a positive point, and um, and I think he just yeah he just did such a good job of showing, you know such like humanity mm-hmm. in a character or in a per- or, you know a real person who's who's being put to death like I think it it showed this like uh, you know exposed this whole system. For what it is, it's like saying, you know, asking the question, do you think this is okay
0: Mm.
1: with these men? And, you know, even with the prison guards and stuff, you just look at them and you're like, how can you do this? Yeah. How could you do that? And, you know, I'm sure there are lots of different reasons people do what what they do, but I don't know. It's just... Yeah, you come away from that scene and 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 just from that character for me and you just think this is not right. Mm. Just full stop. Mm. This is not right. Yeah. Um and you're right, you know, yeah, he did kill the little girl, but you like the w- way he was depicted and and you know, I think it was accurate based on what I read. You you're like this is not a man that is in possession of his faculties. Mm. He 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 needs help. Yeah. Like he needs help is what he needs. Mm. He doesn't need to be put to death. And yeah. of course, you know, he's killed someone. He admits that like, but there's a gray area here, isn't there? Mm. Like it's a huge gray area. And you know, I think, um, Brian Stevenson's thing is we're all better than the worst thing we've ever done. Yeah. Or we don't, you know, we shouldn't all be judged by the worst thing we've ever done. Yeah. And you I think that whole scene and that whole character really really exemplifies that argument of, yeah, do you think this is okay, mm. and I feel like that's what the film is asking you with that scene, yeah, very cleverly, it you know this is what you're signing up for if mm. you're saying, um, you know death sentence is okay, yeah, just know that mm. you know. And I think that was smart. So, yeah, I th- the point was, was um, Rob Morgan, but also kind of overlapping with yours of the execution scene. Mm.
0: Rob Morgan, uh, most well known as, uh, what's his name? Turk, Turk Barrett in uh, the Marvel, in the Netflix Marvel series.
1: Oh, I don't know Daredevil, do Luke that.
0: Cage, Punisher, oh, Jessica Jones. The oh, the,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of a comedy yeah,
0: guy, Yeah. just kind of always in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, he was very good.
0: Yeah, very, very good. Well done, him. Um, so that was another point from you. Um, I'm going to go with a negative, if I may.
1: Please.
0: Bring the tone down a little bit. Um, I... Maybe this is kind of a, a general one. And again, it might be... <laughs> That it's that's true, but certain parts of this I don't think are true. Certain aspects of the film I felt were a bit simplistic. Yes. Uh, I felt like some of the heel face turns. Yes. Were a little bit simplistic. Yeah. Um, Rafe Spall. Yeah. Um, the the prison guard guy were yes. um, maybe a little bit simple, a little bit straightforward. Um, and there were a couple of bits at the beginning. There was one scene that stuck with me from the beginning where um, they've just started out, him and uh, Brie Larson, whatever her character's name was, and they're going through the case of... I think it was Johnny D's case, and there was so much... There was, like, two or three different moments within that one scene where Michael B. Jordan would explain something, and then Brie Larson would... Almost to kind of turn to the audience, and say, "So up. what you're saying yeah. is yeah. that he did this, he did this, he did this." And I thought, Ugh, yeah, like I certain well. little bits of, of nuance might have been uh, might yeah. have been helpful. Yeah. I think there was just a yeah a little bit too much at the beginning of like yeah. So what you're wait a minute? So what I'm it turned her into um, uh, Ice Cube in. Um, or iced tea oh, in Law yes. and Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? You, so you trying to tell me? The,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. So I just thought it was a little, which is a shame because a lot of it was was quite nuanced and was yeah. quite kind of again like with the um, execution guy of like dealing with these grey areas. Yeah. And dealing with these complex questions that certain part. I mean, certain bits of it were very no pun intended black and white. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought. There are a couple of little bits yeah. where it could have yeah. just, just. Can we find a little, a slightly more elegant way of getting that information across?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I definitely agree. I think um, it wasn't one of my points that uh, I don't know what Brie Larson was doing there, really. Yeah, like she was kind of useless mm. apart from for that. Yeah. Like from that kind of, I'm going to explain this in layman's terms. Yeah, um, she wasn't in the book. And uh, she was a real person, though. Yeah. As it Said at the end of the film. Um. So I don't really know very much about her. You know, the real person. Mm. Um. Yeah, she wasn't. I don't know why she was there. It was like very yeah, well she, used.
0: She was there, so he had somebody to talk to. Yeah. At the beginning.
1: Yeah. Which is a which bit is sure. fair enough. Like. Yeah. But I think they. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they could have done it in a much more sophisticated manner. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know why she was there really. Um, I think it was a little bit superfluous. Yeah, like, could have done without it easily. Yeah, don't really know why she was there.
0: Well, interestingly, um, the the director Destin Daniel Cretton um, is also the director of Short Term Twelve.
1: Oh, so he likes Brie. Um.
0: So he's a yeah. He's a Brie fan.
1: Yeah, and I mean, maybe he always intended to have that character. You know, maybe he needed someone who was, you know on the scene with Brian to be able to, yeah, explain things. But yeah. yeah, I think he could have done it in a more sophisticated way. But my, well, and one other side note, the, uh, guard story was true. Oh, really? With the prison guard. Yeah. He with was, him
0: being like that much. Cause like when he's yes, making yes, him get yes, changes, yes, yes. this is Yes.
1: Because it is mental. Um, yeah, because he had this, that experience with a guard, a prison yeah. guard and the, prison guard I guess got used to him coming, saw mm. what he was doing for the people on DevRow and saw how, you know, good and selfless he yeah. was and realised what a dick he was. Yeah. Um and like left I can't remember exactly what he ended up doing, but he left being a prison guard. Mm. He was like, I can't do this anymore and went and did something that was like much like to do with helping people. Really? Um yeah, and reached out to him, Brian Stevenson, and was like, you know, I'm so sorry for what I did, and you've changed uh, my life. It's crazy. Fucking
0: Brian, man. I know.
1: But anyway. He's like
0: a saint. He I know, just kind of exactly, wanders to the land yeah. and touches people's life.
1: Um, yeah, I thought that was a very kind of, like you say, you don't really believe it. Mm. Because, like, that wouldn't happen. It seems too... Yeah. And then it does, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but I kind of had the same point of, as you with the Rafe Spall. Yeah. I just, it... You know what? I cannot remember if it was true. I think that there was some kind of level of they just stopped fighting him eventually and was like, he's not going to give up. So we're just going to like back away from Mm. it. So I think there was some element of that in reality. Um, But the way it was presented was so like quick. Yeah. Um, and I know he tried to, to to show like him wrestling with it, but mm. he was sitting with his family and the family, you know, ones, yeah. starting to kind of question things maybe. But you know, I probably in the interest of moving quickly, uh, mm. he suddenly becomes a good guy, and it just it didn't feel real enough. I don't mm. think there was enough time spent. Yeah, he, he I don't know.
0: Completely capitulated because you feel like yeah early on when he's being such a prick yeah that there's a there's a big element of like pride involved and so it seems unlikely that in front of a whole
1: yeah courtroom he would
0: just he would find a way of doing it where he saved a bit more face yeah
1: exactly yeah yeah
0: um yeah yeah so it just seemed a little Mm.
1: especially because everything else was so hard won yeah for him just to suddenly turn around it just felt a little yeah yeah Mm.
0: Um, okay, so back to me then. Um, I'm going to say a positive that I don't often say mm. and that I don't enjoy saying. Mm. A positive was Jamie Foxx.
1: Oh, mine too.
0: Oh, because I don't like him. He seems like such a bellend. Um, I don't think anybody in the world thinks anybody is as funny as Jamie Foxx thinks Jamie Foxx is. He's so, such a fan of himself. Yeah. Every fucking chat show you see him on, he's like, he thinks he's, I don't know, the world's greatest showman. Yeah. And like everyone's hanging on his word. I don't know, he just seems like such a tosser. But he was really good in (laughs) it. He's really good. Yeah. Um, really kind of, kind of in that, um archetype of, like, Red from Shawshank Redemption. If at the beginning, you get this sense that he doesn't want to hope. He doesn't yeah. want to have hope. Yeah. Um And I think he even mentions that at yeah. one point of, like, you gave me hope, and that's, like, when it's all going wrong. Yeah. It's like, fuck you for giving me hope. And you really get that. He's very kind of prickly and very... But then when he acquiesces, as, of course, you know he will, it feels real. Yeah. It feels genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, all the way through, like, all the stuff with him and, and Turk or whatever, <laughs> Walter and... No, uh, or
1: Walter is Jamie Foxx, you mean Herbert.
0: Herbert. Him and Herbert and Ice Cube's son. The, all the stuff with them, I thought he was really good. Yeah. Again, not being... It's a difficult thing, I think, to, to get emotion from a character that you get the sense in that same way as we were talking last time about Tom Hanks in Road to Perdition. Mm. Like, he's not an emotional character. No. So it's difficult to kind of find your way in. Yeah. But with Jamie Foxx, he gave you the emotion, but he gave you the strong sense that he didn't really enjoy giving you that emotion. It was very...
1: Yeah.
0: It was hard-fought emotion. Yeah. It didn't come naturally to him. And I thought that was a really good way of playing this character. Yeah. Um, I thought it really endeared him to me yeah um and i mean obviously you want him to succeed because he's fucking you know on death row for something that he didn't do but um yeah i thought all the way through there were lots lots of levels to his story and how he was reacting to brian and yeah his his reactions to his family and stuff and his general situation and and the 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 inmates around him um yeah i I believed it all i thought he was Mm. really good
1: yeah yeah i agree i had the that was my last point was positive jamie fox um yeah i think he really brings to life that kind of you know a lot of things mm-hmm. um that kind of struggle the internal struggle for mm-hmm. daring to hope um that was very clear you know his um you know support of those around him mm-hmm. um You know, and so he has this kind of mix of um, acceptance of nothing's going to change when he's talking to Brian at the beginning and he's like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be able to win this. Mm. Like, there's so many things that are against you. Don't be stupid Mm. kind of thing. Um, Yeah, so I think, yeah, he depicts that very well. Mm. Um, You know, and he, he... but he also, yeah, like I say, has this kind of quiet strength mm. that um, you know really shines through, and that yeah, he's not an emotional kind of uh, you know bawling or screaming or any kind of you know outburst. Mm. But he he really does a good job of representing that kind of emotional toll that it took on him. Yeah. Um, you know, I really thought he did really well in the court scenes. Yeah. Um, Of the way he was sitting, the way he was holding himself. Way he and Michael B. Jordan would look at each other mm. and you know almost talk to each other, mm. and it you know, it was. A, I thought he did such a good job of like communicating non verbally, yeah, throughout the film. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, I thought he was really good, um, yeah, really, you know, a heavy weight to carry in the film, mm. and so and I think he did a good job of it, yeah.
0: Yeah. And one of the finest screen moustaches. You um, loved his oh mustache, didn't you? Oh my god. He? It was half his face. It yeah. was amazing. At the beginning. It was like a Super Mario mustache. <laughs> 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 Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, so my final point yeah. um, is something that I, I thought it was really was really interesting. Because I went into the film, the trailer purports it to be. Um a film about a black guy getting sent to prison for something that he didn't do in a majority white um community, but then what the film ends up being more about is a poor man being convicted for a crime he didn't commit by a largely more wealthy community yeah. um
1: although that is a long race racial line it's yeah a
0: lot of it is about it, it is about that but i I just thought that the the fact that it was It was ultimately all of these poor people kind of not having, you know, um, not having the money to be all the resources to not be in prison. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was a really. Yeah, there wasn't something that I was expecting. Um, And it yeah, it really kind of hit home for me that it was it was a larger. Because then what that does is that expands it beyond Alabama. Alabama's a fucking racist shithole. Yeah. Sure, absolutely, that's terrible. But the rich versus poor thing, that's everywhere. Yeah. That's everywhere. Um, And so I thought that was a really, um, yeah, a really good slight tweak to it. Because like you say, it is largely along. It's, you know, the rich part of the town is white and the poor part of town is black. Yeah. Um, But it is... It's more keenly, I think, yeah, that kind of rich-poor divide. And I thought that mm. was really interesting and really powerful yeah. um, at, at the end when it, it kind of, yeah, it turns around. Because you look at the character that Tim Blake Nelson plays. Yeah. And he's not just as much of a victim, but he is a victim as well. Yeah. Of the system that's set up. Yeah. Like, he didn't have a choice. Yeah. He He was victimised by the, you know, the richer... Mm, people the yeah. people in power the people in control into just he's a pawn
1: yeah
0: in the same way that jamie fox is a pawn he he has been portrayed in, in a certain way based on the upbringing that he's had mm. um and people are happy to accept him for that yeah but then he shows himself to not be that and then yeah. jamie fox is not you know what he's purported to be yeah um and i just thought yeah it was really i mean i thought it was a very powerful film top to bottom um And, uh, yeah, kind of affected me more than I, more than I thought it was going to, I thought it was going to be more simple and straightforward than it ended up being. Um, but yeah, that it was, yeah, it got me kind of crying at a few points and and one of them was, yeah, at the end when he's making that point that it's, that it's, it's rich versus poor. It's, Mm. it's, you know, poor people deserve justice just as much as, you know, justice shouldn't cost, it shouldn't have a monetary value on it. Yeah. I think that's a really powerful point to make.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, I think it was important in the film as well that it um, brought that up because mm. I think that's a big thing that he... in the know, book? Yeah, talks about. Because, you know, the truth is that, um, you know, uh, poor people are proportionately more likely to be black. Yeah. Um, But, you know, and worse, treated worse mm. because they're poor and black. Yeah. Um, but you know Brian Stevenson and his um you know company do you call it company i don't know e j i his mm. his initiative is about kind of getting help for all those people without resources for whatever the reason, mm. and you know it is largely black, poor people, but you know there are just poor people as well. Mm. there are people that are from all sorts of different communities that have been like ravaged by drugs and mm. people that are, you know, addicts, like he, you know, all these kind of people that have had various different, you know, disadvantages in their life. And um, that, that, uh, A, put them in a position that ends, you know, a criminal position mm. where they are acting in a criminal way or not, but, you know, amongst people that are deemed to be criminal. Um, But also, yeah, means that they can't do anything about it. Mm. Uh, There's nothing and nobody Mm. to help them. And money talks and that's it. And it's, yeah, it's really alarming. I Mm. think, you know, it's it's something that you, again, you can't walk away and not think that is not right. (laughs) Mm. Like, regardless of, of innocence, everybody should have the same same opportunity mm. to prove or disprove their innocence you yeah. know like they should all be able to have the same access mm. um so yeah I agree I think that's a big issue and I'm glad that they
0: yeah
1: touched on it um yeah to say this is a big issue this mm. is not just this one case or these handful of cases it's it's a systematic you know um kind of issue that um affects everybody that is not in power yeah. and does not have money mm. and that's you know like i say something that you can't feel okay with yeah i can't anyway yeah. <laughs> personally so um yeah i think it does a good job of exposing that divide in this country which is mm. you know it's mad a chasm Yeah, yes crazy the richest country in the world yeah it's shameful mm. I think it's shameful
0: yeah I think it's very shameful it's just yeah shocking mm. that it can't work out a way to kind of and that it I mean we don't want to go to a big <laughs> political thing but convincing people to not vote in their own interests yeah. in that regard yeah of like there's there's such a disparity here and you're not doing all you can to kind of Right. That. Yeah. Anyway, so that was our spoiler-filled review of yeah. Just Mercy, and a lot of issues brought up. God, we just we just get to the heart of an issue, don't we? Issue. Issue. Uh, what were your points?
1: Mine were positive, uh, well structured plot, and adaptation,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: positive Rob Morgan, who played Herbert Richardson.
0: Bobby Morgs.
1: Uh, positive present. Uh, Presentation of the kind of legal difficulties and hurdles. Mm-hmm. Uh, positive, Jamie Foxx. And negative, the Rafe Spall storyline at the end.
0: Yeah. His face turn. Um, the negative, a little explainy at the beginning. So what you're saying is mm-hmm. uh, positive, Jamie Foxx. Positive, rich versus poor. Positive, depiction of Alabama. And positive the execution sequence, which I thought was incredibly powerful. Um, so it was a four for me.
1: It was a four for a me. And a four for
0: you. Yeah. So we are both correct then. Good. That's nice. Um, so that was our uh, spoiler filled review of um, Just Mercy. Thank you very much for discussing it with me, Definitely B., and lending your immeasurable um, literary intellect mm. to it, adding mm. your literary weight. To the discussion but in all of this mm. here's the question that I have this is my last question what did we learn what did we learn
1: gosh I think it'd be easier to say what we didn't learn
0: oh yeah we've learned a lot haven't yes. we I haven't think we listener? Learned. we've learned so much oh my god
1: um yeah we have learned a lot but what I have learned what have you learned is that there's no limit to the size of moustache that
0: you oh. will engage with. <laughs> oh, I will engage with any size of moustache.
1: That that's that's You're all about it. it was... You're all about just large or unusual facial hair. Oh, I
0: love it. Yeah. I just love it. Just the boldness. Bold facial hair.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm all in.
0: I'm all in on that. I mean, how can you not be behind that character when he walks on screen in the first couple of minutes with a moustache that could stop traffic? You know, <laughs> um, can I tell you what I learned?
1: Oh, yeah, please I
0: learned that Hollywood needs to be commended for having much more restraint and making Brian Stevenson's story about Brian Stevenson and not telling the story of the heroic prison guard who realized how uh, racist he shouldn't have been because uh, I think in a parallel universe that isn't too far away from our one, yes. I think there's been a lot of similar stories that have been... But What was the white guy's perspective yeah. in this yeah. in this racial uh, racial divide? That's true. The yeah. white guy going, do you know what? I was wrong. I, I was wrong to be racist. Hey, what a great... Crazy... What a hero. <laughs> He's the hero we need. Brian, have you heard what he said? He said he shouldn't be <laughs> racist. I can't work. I'm I'm quite busy, actually, <laughs> yeah. at the moment. I'm getting people off death row. Oh, Brian, such a workaholic. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs)